everyone. Hey everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Banterly. I'm Aditi. And I'm Aiden. Happy, Happy Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. I hope that you are doing something to celebrate, whether it is spending time with your loved ones, significant other, or maybe you're just watching a rom-com in your bed with a box of chocolates. Hopefully they're Ghirardelli. Oh, are you a Ghirardelli person? I love Ghirardelli. That's your favorite? <laughs> or I Godiva. I like a Godiva too. I like a Ferrero Rocher. Oh, well, that's if I'm like, if I want a little like texture, a little like, oh, it's like a, a party in my mouth. Yeah. yeah. Or those lint with the creamy <gasps> insides, all the different colors. Yes. Wow. Yes. But it's Valentine's Day. You know, Valentine's Day is a very controversial holiday. I feel like you either love it or you hate it. I know a lot of people who hate it. I love it. I think when I was little, it was more of a big deal, honestly, because of elementary school and everyone brought in like a cute little card and taped a candy onto it. And then we would walk around the classroom and drop a Valentine's Day card in everybody's little bag that they decorated. So it was kind of like everybody got to celebrate. It wasn't limited to people who were just in a relationship. And now, you know, there's Valentine's Day and every once in a while I'll celebrate that. But I have never celebrated a Valentine's Day with a significant other because I've never had one. But I uh, still like it. Hey, you're not missing out. <laughs> I've heard. I'll just say that. Uh, yeah, Valentine's Day this year is pretty, uh, I don't know, not very exciting. And I don't mind that. I But Valentine's Day as a whole, like if I were to be in a relationship, I want everything that's part of it. I want a stuffed animal. Mm. I want a bouquet of roses. I want chocolates, any brand, really. I think I'm a big fan of grand gestures and actions to show that someone cares about you. I love that Valentine's Day is kind of a moment to express that, even with just, like, friends and family. Like, I like to tell people that I love them. No. And I think it's nice to have a designated day for that. I that's beautiful honestly that's that's Thank really you. great because I feel like at least I don't I don't say I love you enough to the people that I do love unless it's like their birthday or something it, it takes a holiday for me to unfortunately I try I'm trying to get better one of my friends is doing this thing where every time we leave she's like I love you say it back and I'm like oh, okay <laughs> I love you because um, you never know what you know, not to be, you, you know, you never know what could happen, but it's just good to, to verbalize that. Yeah, I completely and agree. my grandparents send me a, a Valentine's Day card every year. <gasps> That's so cute. I yeah. love that. So I know that I'm loved. It's just a matter of saying it back. Right. You know? it's, I'm working on it, though. Exactly. I love you guys, if you're listening. Yeah, I, I love, love you. you. I love you. I love you. So today's question of the day... What's your love language? Oh, how fitting <laughs> for today. Uh, my love language. So I I don't know. People ask me this. I see it a lot on like hinge prompts. It's what's your love language. And I really don't know. So I took the quiz. And I'll read out my results, but then I'm going to come up with my own answer, I feel like. As I was doing this, I was like, I think my love language is not on the list. So I was 33% quality time, 23% physical touch, which may seem surprising to the people that know me because I don't love touch, but I think if it's someone that I like, like, like in that way, I don't mind it. But other than that, I like hate when my friends touch me. I hate, I hate a hug. Unless it's, you know, with that special someone. 20% um, words of affirmation, 13% receiving gifts, only because I'm hard to get gifts for. I'm very particular. 
But yeah, I don't know. I realized that though, and kind of on the subject of service and gifts, is I, my love language is giving gifts and giving services. I love to give gifts for friends. I love to give gifts for people, and seeing them open it warms my heart. Like I just, I love that feeling more than sometimes receiving gifts. I'm looking at our results side by side here. Your bottom two are indeed my top two, which is really fun. Um, we're a little flip of that. So my number one is receiving gifts. I like to be thought of. I'm a Leo. Have I said this? This that might be good context for what I'm about to say. I love to receive a gift. I am pretty picky about what I like, but I've realized historically, I am very blunt about what I want. I will directly send photos and links and be like, oh, what? This is so cool. I really like this thing. And I'll send it around. And it's kind of like, get the hint, but also I'm telling you. Um, it's like the Kim Kardashian meme. It's like, I'm dropping hints that I'm single. I'm single. It's like, that's what I'm kind of doing when it comes to the things that I want. And I, I want, I don't know, action is very important to me. So acts of service is my number two. Those two to me weirdly go hand in hand. I don't know. I feel like people can kind of say whatever. And to me, it's when they actually do something, whether it's for me, to help me out, get me a gift, show that they've actually thought about me. And for me, that's through receiving gifts, acts of service. That to me is what matters most in a relationship. Because I can spend time with you, but you might not even be present. Hmm. Um, so you like presence and presence. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Let's sit with that one. That was good. That was really good. Because of this holiday that's today, we thought, what better way to talk about some rom-com, some romantic comedies. So we've chosen two to talk about today, an oldie but a goodie, and a newbie. And also a goodie. I'm going to take you all back to 1989, when mm. Harry met Sally. Men and women can't be friends. Because no man can be friends with a woman that he finds attractive. He always wants to have sex with her. So you're saying that a man can be friends with a woman he finds unattractive? No, you pretty much want to nail him, too. An iconic film. If you've never seen it, you know the name. Because I hadn't seen it until two nights ago. Which I'm embarrassed to say because I love... A rom-com. I love, like, I, I just love that that type of movie, and I have never seen it before. But I watched it, and I really liked it. Obviously, like, I get the hype. <laughs> like, okay, you guys are on to something. But I, I really liked it. I didn't realize how many iconic or well-known lines come from that movie, like when... He says, came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. Oof. Bars. That's beautiful. And it's not, and I don't know. I just felt like it was just a beautiful love story and not the classic thing that we see on Hallmark where it's super predictable. I kind of didn't know where it was going. I, I knew that they were going to end up together, but I would have been totally content with them just being friends. But a little summary for those of you who, like me, three days ago hadn't seen the movie. It is about Harry and Sally, and they meet 
after they graduate college because Harry was dating Sally's friend and Harry and Sally drove together because they were moving to the Big Apple. And it was kind of a, you could feel the tension with that first, that first car ride. Then they parted ways and ended up finding each other in random places, an airport, a bookstore later on in life, and then become friends. And in the beginning, Harry's very much like men and women cannot be friends because they're just going to end up falling in love or wanting to have sex with each other. But they, they were friends for a while until, of course, spoiler alert, they weren't. But I thought this movie had strong characters. I liked how, kind of like what I said before, it wasn't the cheesy, not a Hallmark movie story. And it kind of made me just want to be in love in New York. I just, I don't know. I liked it. How did you like it? Yeah, I also really enjoyed it. I generally love romance movies, romantic comedies. I like that this has an older vibe to it, seeing classic New York. I think I saw this movie when I was younger, and I think this was like one of those New York movies where I was like, I want to live there one day, and I want to experience that You know, so it was like a really fun, I guess, archetype of, you know, growing up and finding love and being in a big city. And I also really like that you kind of don't know what direction the relationship is going to go. And the ending to me, I love, again, I love a grand gesture. Love the little speech at the end. How about this way? I love that you get cold when it's 71 degrees out. I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. I love that you get a little crinkle above your nose when you're looking at me like I'm As cheesy as it may be, I really love it. I think, hey, it makes for great, great movie, great film. I think what you were saying, though, about Hallmark movies is interesting. Because I, my family and I, we watch, like, the Hallmark Christmas movies every season. Don't even get... Uh, no, <laughs> me too. My grandma got me a sweater that says, this is my Hallmark Christmas movie watching sweater. It's a no big way. thing in my family. I love that. We love Hallmark. So I'm you're preaching to the choir right now. I love... So. That makes me so happy. I, I will say, it took me a while to get into them because at first I was a hater. I was like, each movie is the same. Small town, small town girl. Or she's from a small town, but she moved to a big city. But then she has to go back to the small town. And she meets a little boy. Well, not a little boy. She, she meets, meets a boy. A, hopefully he's a man. <laughs> hopefully he's a boy above she meets 18. A man, uh, she meets a man in the small town. And, oh, my gosh, they have to, to do a Christmas festival. And, oh, wow, they fall in love. And then they have one kiss at the end. Only the one. And they build up the tension to that singular kiss at the end. And I hated that every single movie was essentially the same. Uh, But then I realized this in and of itself is an art form. And if they want to crank out 10 of those every year, who are we to stop them? Literally, I couldn't I could watch the same (laughs) movies over and over again because they are basically the same movies over and over again. I'll never get tired of them. Let's move out of the 80s Mm -hmm. and let's move into 2024. And I so in between that time, I just feel like. We had a huge run of 2010s rom-coms, which we'll talk about later. But I feel like we haven't gotten a good romance story in a while. And let's remove the buildup. We're talking about anyone but you. And I feel like, I don't know if it was just me, but Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell really took over my social media with this movie. Uh. 
the jerk Toby got with when she was on her break from Jonathan. I could never be with someone like him. This girl's a disaster. Oh. Oh. Look at him ruin our wedding. Sorry. So just like a quick summary of what this movie is about, two people meet, which is how most things start. Uh, and that's Sydney Sweeney, who plays B, and Glenn Powell, who plays Ben. Uh, they meet on a night out. They have a fun time. Uh, I don't think they technically hooked up, but they she slept over. Uh, but she leaves in the morning while he's asleep. And he's kind of mad about that. She leaves, calls her friend. She's like, oh my gosh, I just met this amazing guy. And then she's like, wait, why did I walk out on him? Naturally. So she goes back to his apartment and she overhears him trying to act all cool to his friend, being like, what? I don't I don't like her. She's a hot mess. Whoa. She hears that. Mm. And chaos ensues. They meet again. Plot twist. His best friend is marrying her sister. And they end up in Australia together and they pretend to date. And it's a classic enemies to lovers. So much random shit happens between them. And it's just a really funny rom-com that I think I don't know I feel like we haven't gotten a movie like that in a while and it's really fun to see their tension build um I am a sucker for an enemies to lovers trope Mm. so I absolutely adored this movie and yeah I think the star power in it was great we have Paxton from never have I ever uh and that was really exciting and I was generally a huge fan what did you think I like this one. I I love a silly, goofy movie, and I felt like this one was silly, goofy. I was laughing out loud multiple times, and I know I said before that it takes a a lot for me to laugh, but that's a lie. Even before I had heard, had, like, seen the movie, it was all over my TikTok page. I think they did a good job on marketing that on TikTok. Like, the, uh, I feel like I saw that video everywhere where she was like, this is my movie, and he's like, no, it's my movie, and then, like... They, like, go back and forth. Check out the new trailer for my new movie. My movie. It's actually I'm like, my oh, movie. like, I, yeah, I, I, I thought that this movie was definitely it kind of put those two celebrities together, and we love to ship people. And one of my family friends, actually, his fiance is an influencer in New York. Follow at Kelsey Kotzer if you're interested. <laughs> Gotta plug that. But you know that trend on TikTok where... A girl asked her boyfriend, like, can you name a girl? Or, like, can you name a woman? Name a woman, yeah. Well, he said Sydney Sweeney. And then they stitched that TikTok, Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell, and posted it on the uh, the Anyone But You TikTok. No way! Yeah, so she saw him say Sydney. Yeah, it was, I was Wait, just that's like, so whoa. Cool. I, I know. That. So, um, but the, just little things like that that are like, oh, wow. Like, even if you haven't seen the movie, you know about the movie or you know about the, the, the uh, the characters and the that little romance going on. Yeah, but absolutely. It reminded me of No Hard Feelings because I feel like that was another one that got released last year that was also a really funny comedy sort of rom com, I guess, in that way. Mm-hmm. Not the classic A B C D E F G, but I those two movies are very similar to me, and I enjoy both of them. I agree. I just don't think we're making comedies that often anymore like we're a deeply serious people now when it comes to film and i'm like hey what if i just want to kick back and laugh and that's what i think those two movies in particular uh have been doing which makes me really happy and with anyone but you 
in particular, when we focus on like the romance aspect of it, I also found it very interesting how it feels very relevant to the dating scene today. Because again, the catalyst for the entire movie is B, Sydney Sweeney, basically like ghosting him. Or he obviously thinks that she ghosted him, like she snuck out in the morning. And I just think when you kind of put that in direct contrast to when Harry met Sally, like when Harry met Sally, it feels like a very pure type of love, if that makes sense. Like the yeah. progression feels like, I don't know, like they take love and romance and intimate connections a lot more seriously than they do in Anyone But You. And I do think that that's on purpose. Like I didn't watch that scene and be like what that's crazy that would never happen i just watch it like yeah that's what people do these days so yeah like you said i feel like these this media represents how we feel as a society and i feel like relationships and love has changed so much i feel like back then one people were wanting to get married more and they were marrying young more nowadays people focus on their careers more and they maybe just don't want to be married and maybe they want to be single or maybe they want to have their significant other and live with them but not get married and just be partners. And I feel like for our generation especially, there are so many words to describe relationships, situationships, hookups. Oh, we just Snapchat. Or like, oh, like he comes at after after midnight, I'll hear Sneaky from him. Sneaky link. Sneaky link. That's, that's, that's my favorite go. one. I love that one. There's two songs, Sneaky Link and then Sneaky Link 2.0. Famous TikTok songs. I still listen to them today. They're really good. Play that track. Remix. Girl, I can be your sneaky link. You my sneaky link. Yeah. Girl, I can be your sneaky link. We sneaky. Be your sneaky link. Those are very much emblematic of how, I don't know, I do, we as a generation just not take love as seriously. I, or we don't, I, maybe we just don't make it a, a big deal because. Maybe it isn't as big of a deal as those old movies make it seem. I know it is a big deal to love somebody. Like, that's a big word. But I feel like our we're focused on other things. Like, I feel like love is just... It's, yeah, it's a plus. And yeah, I know, like, yeah, relationships are great and people still love them. But maybe we value friendships more. And, like, mm. that's why we have Valentine's Day now and Friendsgiving and all these things that we've coined to focus on our friendships rather than our... Our our bootangs, mm-hmm. <laughs> our or lack thereof. Preach. What is it that makes people still really love movies like When Harry Met Sally? Like, is it mm. do people like? envisioning that something like that could happen and they just don't feel like it'll happen to them that's a good question yeah sorry to hit you with that (laughs) i think people like to watch and consume things of an idealized version of maybe not themselves but just to look at something that's perfect to like escape their own Mm -hmm. crappy life um not that I I like my life a lot, but it's nice to see like, oh, like that possibility is out there, even though it's not going to be as grand as it was. I'm not going to drive home from college with someone on a road trip to New York because, spoiler alert, I graduated from NYU, may I add. 
That's so obnoxious. What is, what is NYU? <laughs> really? Oh. 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 <laughs> oh. <laughs> but so it won't exactly like look like a movie, but it's nice to know that. I mean, it's like watching a superhero movie. Like, duh, like you can't fly. Like you can't, you're not, nobody's actually Superman, but it's entertaining and people, it's like a nice story. It's like, we love princess movies and Disney movies. We love a happy ending. Yeah, that's to true. Because oftentimes people's lives don't have, there's all, there's a lot of sad endings and sad moments. And it's nice to watch something and be like, I know how this is going to end well. I want to be happy. I want to enjoy it. I don't, what do you think is the answer to that question? I, I completely agree with you, but I think that's why. Have you ever seen La La Land? No. That, what you just said, is why. So I love that movie. It's pretty strange that we keep running into each other. Maybe it means something. I doubt it. Yeah, I don't think so. You could just write your own roles, you know, write something that's as interesting as you are. What are you going to do? I have my own club. It's one of my favorite movies, sure, but I hate that movie. Because it's like what? not <laughs> the people might be confused. Uh, I don't. Uh, it's not like the classic typical these two people who are so clearly in love they end up together. Like it's beautiful in that they all they both go on their separate paths and create the life that is so fulfilling to each of them in their respective careers. But they aren't together, and I realize that that is. A, a more realistic portrayal than something like when Harry met Sally. But I, I I just remember I first watched that movie at home, I think, during the pandemic. I was kind of late to that movie. And I just remember the movie ended and I ran to my room and just sobbed in bed for like an hour. It just something about it just really shook me to my core because because it was so realistic like two people can love each other but still not end up together so i think that's why when it comes to a movie like when harry met sally or even in anyone but you because they end up together in the end it's very satisfying to see like okay if you know something brings you happiness there is a world in which that can stay with you and you don't have to lose it and in la la land we see them lose it and sure they find happiness in other aspects but knowing that that type of love and happiness exists but it's not in your hands that's painful wow yeah (laughs) what would you say is your favorite movie about love my favorite movie about love well that's easy peasy lemon squeezy it's a movie called holding the man It's not a super popular movie. I don't even know how I came across it, honestly. I think it was on Netflix and it was like recommended for you or something. So I guess, good job, Netflix. You really got one that worked. I like you too. Oh. (laughs) John Callio, will you go round with me? You're going to grow out of this. Otherwise, you're going to. But it is from 2015 and it's based on a true story. I think it's based on a book, but it's about a couple two young boys who meet in it takes place in australia actually like crikey speaking of uh, anyone but you yeah um down under so they they fall in love in i don't know what they call high school down under but high school and it takes it they met in the 80s so it wasn't you know gay being gay was still very much 
taboo. And they fell in love and they first started out as a secret, but then they kind of fell in love together and in their adult life they stay together and they break up and they leave and then they come back and then unfortunately one of them gets diagnosed with AIDS and they it's just a story about that and then you can imagine the ending that it had I won't spoil it because it is a really good movie to watch but I don't know just when when seeing people who are in love deal with so much together, especially health concerns, I think that really is a test. And it makes me, I'm like tearing up a little bit, you guys. Oh my god! It, it makes me like emotional to see that, wow, like love is so powerful, like to withstand all of that and all the changes that occur within an adult life. And just not even AIDS aside, like just every couple that lasts over five years, like you go through so many life changes, family dynamics, work, there was a pandemic. I can't imagine what it would have been like to like live with your significant other during a pandemic. So many things that happened that affected, but to to stand strong and make it through. So if you're in for a tearjerker, please watch it. If I ever know that I need a good cry, I watch that movie. I don't know what streaming it's on now, but pay the $3 it does to rent on iTunes because really it is a beautiful, beautiful. And to know that it's a true story makes it all the more powerful. I love that. Yeah. I really love what you said towards the end there. It reminded me of, have you read All About Love by the Great Bell Hooks? I have not. So I read it over the summer and I like I literally took pictures of excerpts that I felt were very meaningful and I have them saved in a little folder on my phone. Mm-hmm. And one of them reminded me of what you were just talking about really when you love someone, you're going through all of these difficult times together. So I'll briefly read part of it. Yet when we commit to true love, we are committed to being changed, to being acted upon by the beloved in a way that enables us to be more fully self-actualized. This commitment to change is chosen. It happens by mutual agreement. Again and again in conversations, the most common vision of true love I have heard shared was one that declared it to be unconditional. True love is unconditional, but to truly flourish, it requires an ongoing commitment to constructive struggle and change. Wow. And I feel like that's what you're that's, saying about yeah. that movie. I And I feel like if I watch it, I will lose my mind and cry the entire time. But I, that is what I think love <clears throat> genuinely consists of. And I think it's very hard to find. And I do think that maybe our generation is a little bit, I don't want to say jaded, but is kind of like, oh, if people approach love in the way that they do in the beginning of anyone but you. How am I going to get to the point to find this true unconditional love that's described there? I have found the greatest love, and I think the greatest love that I will ever have throughout my life, other than, of course, my family, is my friends. I feel like I've really found great friends that I have that unconditional love with, and I can do silly things and say stupid things and make mistakes or go through really difficult times, and they're always going to be there. And I feel like that's really important when we talk about love. I feel like people are like, oh, like, I wish I had this or I wish I had that. I want to be in love. Well, look around. Look around, honey. There's a lot of love. And I'm fortunate that I have a lot of love in my life that isn't in the traditional when Harry met Sally romantic way, but I'm still I still feel like my love bank is is very full and I'm I'm blessed for that. And 
say I love you to your friends more, which I started with that. I'm going to end with that or not end, but I'm, I started with that. I'm going to say it again now. I love that. And it reminds me of the TikTok sound from Love Actually. If you look for it, I've got a sneaky feeling you'll find that Love Actually is all around. I've never seen Live Actually, but that's beautiful. Another classic. Yeah. Uh, and just so I can quickly throw in my favorite rom-com of all time. Yes. I'm sorry. I no. I I went on a tangent. <laughs> I love Call Me by Your Name. I love it. I so I love Timothy Chalamet. It's an issue of mine, and I'm dealing with it. But I that's another movie where I sob every time I watch it. Just the end scene of little Timothy just sobbing by the fireplace and staring into the camera. I, oh my gosh, I sob with him. And I think it's a beautiful story. And I, I don't know, I love it a lot. You don't like that movie. I don't love it. Huh. But okay. I mean, I can appreciate that it is a beautiful film. I just didn't like it. I th- and on it, I don't have many valid reasons to say why. But I will tell you, the vibes are kind of like holding the man. So if you liked Call Me by Your Name, you may like. Not that obviously that that vice versa didn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. I feel it in my Love is all around me, and so the thing. Should we sing that Nat King Cole song? L is for the way you look at me. O is for the only one I see. V is very, very. Extraordinary E is in a shelter, never tell them we love. Then I'm gonna give to you love. It's running out of she's true. She is anywhere. Love. Oh. Hey, it's love, the remix. Anyway, <laughs> that's should great. we get back into the <laughs> podcast? <laughs> Well, that, that's it for this episode. But what are your guys' thoughts on love? What are your love languages? We'll link the quiz in our show notes. Let us know. Your favorite rom-com, too. We want to hear it. I'm always looking for a good movie to watch on a Saturday night. Follow us on socials on Instagram and TikTok. Share your thoughts with us at banterly at immigrantlypod.com and engage with us on our socials at immigrantlypod on Instagram and at immigrantlypodcast on TikTok. Banterly is produced by Shay Yu, written by us, the co-host, Aditi Mishra and Aiden Taylor. The executive producer and editorial review is done by Sadia Khan. Our sound designer and editor is Steve Martin. The Banterly theme music is by Simon Hutchinson. Additional music is by Epidemic Sound. See y'all next week. week.